coming up on In the News. Canadians looking for change in the upcoming federal election. And Coca-Cola is in the news again. This time, they're just not wanting to take responsibility for, you know what, people are getting fat. Also later on, Regina providing a parking education for downtown drivers. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for episode three of In the News. I'm Kaylee Gelman, and sitting across from me is Brady Knight. Glad to be back, although in light of recent events, and I guess we're going to start off off the top today uh, with a very recent tragedy down in the United States. Uh, in Virginia, of course, the two journalists, uh, Allison Parker, 24-year-old reporter, and Adam Ward, 27-year-old cameraman, shot and killed while doing a live hit live down interview. in Virginia. It's, um, you know, like for us, this this hit close to home for us. Um, and it's just something that you you can't go not mentioning. Um, first, like obviously condolences are going to family, friends, co-workers. Um, Absolutely. Allison was uh, in a serious relationship with a news anchor at the station and Adam was engaged to a producer at that news station. So sympathies out to the whole station as well for this tragic event that happened um, Wednesday morning um, just recently. And it's just one of those things when I saw it come across the wire, the first thing that I saw was that shots had been fired and then about five minutes later, we got confirmation that they were both killed and it's just one of those things that makes you stop in your tracks and i mean we've both been there doing similar duties to what they were doing yeah we've both either been producing those things or even just when you're filming stand-ups for television as you said it just really hits close to home because we've been there and you know that you get in a zone and you don't really realize always what's going on around you. Don't, you. you are completely oblivious to outside um, factors that are happening. When you're in the middle of doing an interview, it doesn't matter what type. It can be the smallest interview you've ever done or like your breakthrough interview that you're doing right now. Either way, you are so focused on that person or people you are talking to. You have so many things going through your head what am I going to ask next? How much time do I have left? How am I sounding? Like everything is going through your mind right now. The last thing you are thinking of is what's going on outside you. And that puts you in a very vulnerable spot. Not exactly. And I think something else also needs to be said about their colleagues back at the station to number one, carry on with the live broadcast after that. And about two hours later, once they got more details and everything and everything was coming down, they brought down the general manager and they did about, it was about an eight to 10 minute long segment. And I, I don't know how they kept it together. I, I first, I can't even imagine being um, on the other end of, of what's going on. And um, it's just, yeah. Like, how do you keep it together? Like, guys this was live television that this was going on this was not something pre-recorded exactly. that they just accidentally let aired this was out of their control and they tried they as soon as they could they obviously they changed and they brought back they and cut just, away yeah and we're like um okay we don't know what's going on like we're gonna figure out what's going on but to be in that position to you know in your head what's going on 
you do, but you can't yeah. do anything about it. There is nothing you can do. And it's just, I yeah, credit to everyone at that station for how they've handled all of this, because this is a tragic event. A very moving tribute the next morning to, they opened up their newscast with a very, very nice uh, photo montage of these two. They'd been working together for about a year. Uh, one of those... You can see them as a real team that they were they were together. They got along so well, yeah. And they did a great job working on whatever stories it may be, whether it's a early morning police chase or going out into the community and doing a community interest story that's really super local. It's it, it was just really hard to watch. And uh, I guess one of the other things that was also hard to watch was the video the video that ended up going around um if you if you haven't seen it don't go see it it's it's really really disturbing um it's um brady and i have we've both watched watched it um and it's uh it's not something that you can get out of your mind and this is not the way and this is a problem that I also want to talk about that I, I'm having right now. There are stations that have shown the video or listened to the video or you have some form of, of this video. Yes. Whether it's from the, um, the killer himself's video because he did. He recorded everything and then posted it. God awful. I can't believe that. Yeah. Or they have the live camera from the cameraman's point of view either way we do not that's not how these two innocent young journalists need to be remembered we do not need to be hearing their last like screams or anything like that and i think that's what i can't get out of my head is the scream from the reporter and it's the last thing you hear and it's just awful it sticks with you and it's absolutely not what they should be remembered for and that shouldn't be the last image we have of these two bright young people who had so much going for them, so much ahead of them, both career-wise and their lives. personal lives. It's it, it was it was awful to just keep hearing that over and over again on Wednesday morning. So why why do we need this to be shown? Why do stations need to be showing or playing these this audio? It's the story itself gets everything across we do not need to be seeing this i do not want to be seeing something like this because it is and yeah obviously i could have just went past and not looked at it my curiosity got the better of me and i think that's what it comes down to for a lot of people and uh, some of the discussions i know around in our newsroom that morning was around the fact that well it had been similar stuff had been shown or aired before so therefore, this was fair game to have that as well. Um, they would show video from if there was a shooting on the streets or something like that. So therefore, there was precedent for it. But I, I think this is a completely different case yes, and a completely different situation. And the fact that, you know, those are her last few seconds of her life. We don't need to be airing that we don't need to be showing it we don't need to be hearing it no we don't need it that anywhere. is not how someone needs to be remembered remember these two young people for their 
big smiles on their face. I continuously am seeing this picture floating around of the two of them together, these huge smiles on. Remember that. Remember their jobs. Remember what they were doing. And remember, just remember this. Like, I just, I have nothing else to say. Two amazing young journalists just taken far too soon. sticking around with us um we are going to move on now to our next topic and it's about the federal election that has been going on for almost a month now feels like a long time already and and we still have so long to go we still have a month and a half it's 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 still not it's still not enough to count down officially i don't think yet the longest freaking election campaign ever but in any event, uh, according to polls, take them for what they're worth. Yeah. Canadians looking for change. There's some positive news happening right now. <laughs> so, um, so this was a poll that was done for CTV and the Globe and Mail. Yes. We got this off of um, the CTV uh, news website. So I want to point out right now. They're saying 79% of Canadians agree that we are in a recession. Right. Which I think is pretty valuable to point out right now because that's serious. In a recession right now, that's pretty bad. Well, exactly. And the economy is always a hot election issue, especially this time around uh, in light of everything that's been happening. Uh, The stock markets have been on an up and down roller coaster uh, as of late. Greece has had issues. China has had issues. That's affecting us in the States. The States are affecting us. And then the drop in oil as well. Like all of these factors, it's just a snowball effect and it's not stopping. Well, exactly. And it's one of those things that's just going to not settle down anytime soon by the looks of it. Uh, what were some of those other numbers that okay, they pulled out? So we also have one, and this is just something that we had that just got released um, earlier to, um, Thursday morning. Uh, 69% of Canadians that they polled are wanting change. Over half, this is almost three quarters of, the, of Canadians want change. Which, again, you have to take with a grain of salt, what yes. do you want? changed exactly are you wanting the party are you wanting the leader do you want a change of clothes like what's going on here (laughs) no and i think it's one of those things that when you get such an overwhelming number it's hard not to pay attention to it and you've got to at some point put some stock in these polls because they are obviously talking to real people on the ground across the country and I, i think it's interesting that they did get such a high number that say, okay, we've had enough of whatever. I just wish they had expanded on what the whatever well, okay, was. Okay, maybe maybe this one will help you. Listen to the wording of this one. And this is word okay. for word from the article. Um, they're saying now over half, this is over half, uh, believe Stephen Harper's conservative, not just conservatives or anything like that it is stephen harper's conservatives would be bad for our economy if they are re-elected there is a major one right there. what was the number attached to that they didn't give a full number they just said over half like over over half 
Which is huge. At least 50%. It's going to be interesting when it all comes down to the very end because we we see now that, okay, it's obvious that a large majority of people want something different. The problem is, is what's going to happen in what direction are all of those voters going to go in? Are they going to split off between the other parties, the NDP, the liberals, a few obviously going towards the greens who are gaining, have been gaining support over the years as mm-hmm. much well, as they're not a threat on the federal political scene. No, but people still are becoming be... concerned about the environment as they should be. Well, exactly. And they've slowly been gaining more and more momentum. And yeah. I think you even see in the campaign events that Elizabeth May has been staging, albeit mostly out in uh, her stronghold home riding in B.C., you're, you're seeing more and more people coming out to those things, and they're definitely gaining support. But just going back to the whole change part, if everybody ends up going in different directions, okay, we want change, and we can't agree on what that is, we're just going to have a vote that is split pretty much evenly between all three major federal parties in the Conservatives, the Liberals, and the NDP. Yeah which has been what a lot of polls uh, have been indicating so far, is that yeah. it's still anybody's race. It's a very no tight one, three-way race. No one has the lead. So that is kind of leading into another poll that I came across. This one is from Global News. Um, and this one was at the start of the month, at the start of August. Right. So it could be different now. But from what I gotten from a couple weeks ago, 63% would support a liberal and NDP cooperation. Which, again, is interesting wording, saying cooperation, not necessarily a full coalition. Yeah, and they did make that clear. They weren't going to use the word coalition. They didn't want to scare people off or anything like that. But cooperation, they're working together somehow. People would, over half people would support that. And isn't it interesting how even you use the term scare off? The, the word coalition in Canada or in North American politics in general, is just this absolutely horrific term. <laughs> oh my Lord, it's a coalition coming. <laughs> but you go over and you look at European politics, that's how they get things done. They have so many parties, so many, the electoral systems are different. And coalitions in Europe are so common. They, that's what happens every single time. Yeah. Which again is one of those interesting things, the, the differences a uh, ocean can make. Well, but, and our track record of a coalition government has done what for our country? Exactly. Point made right there. It will be interesting to see <laughs> what happens come federal election time. We'll, we will we'll have more this. about this for we'll, sure. We will always have more to talk about right up until uh, the polls close October 19th. Yeah, we will continue to talk about it for the next we'll have a lot more. month and a half. Regina has changed some of their parking enforcers. Yes, they've been getting a lot of complaints about the confusion of downtown parking. I don't know who would complain about that. Right? Right? (laughs) Yeah, I know. So they've changed some of their parking enforcers to parking ambassadors. That sounds just lovely. Sounds retarded. (laughs) That's what it actually sounds like. But... Basically, what's going on is that now there's going to be some people downtown um, 
that are not going to be there for specifically ticketing. Right. But they're going to be there to guide people as to, like, where, yeah, like, I don't know. I think they're passing out information. They're yeah. explaining some of the rules, such as um, being within two meters of a meter. Because there's some spots where they're spread out enough where you can be what looks like parked well and still too far away from the actual meter. Make sure you're close enough to the curb, knowing that when you're on a specific block and your time runs out, you actually have to move to a different block. You can't just move to the meter in front of you. Oh, you can't do that? Apparently. That, really? I, I just learned that myself oh, like I a couple weeks that. ago. It's like, <laughs> how about, can it, yeah, so I can't just keep plugging the meter or anything like that? No, no, you have to, really? you have to actually move your vehicle. Oh my God. So, of course, they're trying to encourage parking turnover for businesses downtown. They don't want people parking on the streets who are just working there all day. Yeah, well, maybe if they would provide more parking or, I don't know, just more accessible parking, this wouldn't be a problem. You wouldn't need parking ambassadors. Sorry, I can't take this topic seriously. Like, parking ambassadors? I, I really not sure where the whole concept was dreamed up. And I have this funny feeling they're not going to be any more popular than the parking enforcement officers no, that they have not. out there already. Um, it sounds like they're just going to do this for about six months or so. Six months, yeah. And see how things go after that and see if things improve Call me crazy, I can't really see them getting any better. Parking, it seems to be the one thing, no matter where you go, somebody always finds something wrong with it. But I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about it just a few seconds ago. The problem is the actual physical space, not yeah. knowing the rules. The, knowing the rules for people, it might reduce the amount of tickets that they get because they're more aware of the little idiosyncrasies of it all. Mm -hmm. But... It's not going to solve the problem of... We don't have parking. Downtown Regina parking. It, obviously, yeah, there's some confusion. I just brought that up right there. I didn't know about some parking rules right now. But, yeah, no matter how many parking enforcers, parking ambassadors you have, if you don't have enough parking for everyone to go, you're not going to solve the problem. So this parking ambassador program that they're starting up, pointless. We'll see what happens at the end of six months if if they come out with and like I don't even know how you'd measure the results of this because if you see a drop in tickets that doesn't necessarily mean that it was actually a direct result of that. The fact is is that they're actually taking enforcement officers and turning them into ambassadors. They're not hiring any extra people for this. No. So there's actually going to be fewer people doing actual ticketing Ooh. during this period too. That okay, sounds, Kay yeah. Kaylee's getting oh, excited about that now. Okay, there's <laughs> don't, don't, the twist too. Don't right? get your hopes up. I've, yeah. I don't know. I, I work downtown. They're they're everywhere. I know those people are just. They have like radars in their skulls. I swear, <laughs> they just know when your time is up, and if you're not there within seconds, there's your hundred dollar ticket. I don't. I don't think yeah. it's quite a hundred bucks, but it's enough that a lot of people are riled up about it, and as you said. This program, likely not going to do a lot to change that. No. Okay, carrying on, we have uh, Coca-Cola that is getting into some research now. Oh. They, oh, yeah. Oh, they are providing <laughs> financial support to this Global Energy Balance Network. Basically, okay. what is going on here is Coca-Cola is trying to get themselves off the hook for their sugary drinks and being linked to obesity so they're going to start promoting now 
um, more exercise, less worrying about your diet. The exercise is what's going to um, keep you healthy. Who cares about your diet? You're fine. So that's what this group is all about. That's that they're, basically that they're what's giving going on. Yes, yeah, so this is what this research, like their actual money is being put towards this. Okay, then. Like, I, I'm not going to pretend to be a dietitian. No. I'm not a physician teacher or registered. We have no dietitian A registered uh, yoga teacher or <laughs> anything like that. I have absolutely no training in anything related to that. But come on. I know. Well, and here's the thing now. Health experts are starting to weigh in and being like, this is giving the wrong message. Your diet is a major, like, major um, factor in your well-being. If you can't get your diet in check, your exercise can only go so far. So, sorry, Coca-Cola, you're not off the hook. Your sugary drinks are a factor to obesity. Yes, obviously, these people are making the choice to go and buy these drinks exactly. and to drink bottle after bottle and let themselves get the way that they are. But you are the one that's producing this. You can't. It doesn't matter how much money you throw at researchers and you're throwing away all this money, your drinks are a part of a fact. And not just yours, every soft drink out there. Every manufacturer, I'm sure, would love to get behind something yeah. like this. Uh, every manufacturer of soft drinks or anything along those lines in general. I don't know. I guess when you have the kind of money they have, you can throw it wherever you want. Is it going to make a, is it going to make a difference today, given kind of the health conscious way a lot of society is going? Like, no, it's not. Nothing at all? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to get anywhere with this. I think this is going to... I found this because I stumbled, like popped on my Facebook page. That's it. Right. Like, this is not gaining momentum. I don't think this is going to gain momentum. I well, see this crashing and burning. And if anything, it's just going to blow up in their faces. Yeah, it really is. People are becoming more concerned about what they eat. Um, later in the article, they were talking about it. The fact that less and less people are drinking their soft drinks and buying these types of foods right. and all these things. So basically, the way I see this... They're just trying to get those people back. They're just trying to get more money in their pockets. All right, time for Hot or Not. Yay! Kaylee's favorite part of the show. Kaylee, who's hot, who's not this week in the news? Thank you, Brady. So there's a, <laughs> I love this video, there's a Fox News anchor that storms off set because of Kardashians being brought into the news again. Although, yeah, it was like an entertainment aspect of the, of the segment. Still, he got so mad. It was a Friday. He did not want his Friday to be ruined about more Kardashians. It was something like Kylie Jenner got a bunny and named it Bruce, I think is what it was. I, I can't even remember what it was, but if you, if you have a look at the video... And I'm sure it's still out there in plenty of spots. I think it was even just before the story even began. He saw it come up yeah. and he was just like, you know what? I see the story coming up. I don't want to have anything to do with no, it. I don't want to ruin my Friday with all this Kardashians and takes off and... Um, kind of leaves his co-anchor hanging a little did. bit. But She did not look impressed. But you know what? If I was that guy, I think I would do the same thing. Here is my problem. This is entertainment we have entertainment shows we have the, the, we the do. e-talk and all those talk shows there's a laundry list yeah that's where you get your entertainment is what 
a celebrity who the only reason why she's a celebrity is because she probably has big tits and because of who her father is names a bunny who like why is that news this is not news information so this should not be in a news segment go over to your entertainment website stop filling up time with all this nonsense bullshit that doesn't need to be a part and make the time for those smaller stories that probably should be getting the airtime. This is not news. Get it off the air. Thumbs up to an anchor for standing up against entertainment news. Okay, and then my not so hot is, um, no, shame on whoever sprayed the word penis on the cenotaph that's in Victoria Park. This I just stumbled across a couple days ago. Honestly, someone spray painted the word penis across it in big letters. And it's the second time in about three months that the cenotaph, and this is straight in the heart of downtown Regina. Yeah. And there, of course, to honor uh, the soldiers who have gone on, fought, and those who didn't make it back home in both world wars, the Korean War. It's something that means a lot to a lot of people and has uh, deep emotional meaning. And here comes somebody along just... With complete disrespect, complete disregard for everything. Even if this doesn't mean anything to you, it's a historical monument. And you're going to deface it like that? That's not funny. That is pure immaturity. That is disrespectful. That is um, pretty sure illegal. And um, just what is wrong with you? Grow up, really. That's all I have to say. Grow up. Speaking of people that could maybe uh, grow up for uh, my not this week, Donald Trump. <laughs> I, the you man know what? Of he's, the he's okay. So he is back in the news again. He's for, always in the news. Well, he, he's always there, and it's for some trivial action that he's done. And you know what? I don't even want to get into that because I think the bigger thing here with Trump is yes, he is a presidential candidate, and yes, for some mind-numbing reason that i haven't been able to come around to he has the highest ratings of any republican candidate so far which again just absolutely blows my mind so you have to give him some coverage the problem is the coverage that he's getting is based on his attitudes and his idiosyncrasies i don't even know how to describe it but it's it's not based on his policies no it's It's not based on on anything else Exactly. His yeah. actions in public and his deliberately overly controversial speeches and comments yeah. that I'm quite sure are not off the cuff and are just designed to get him more attention because all that is what is he planned. wants. This has to all be planned. I cannot, like, you got to be pretty stupid to be saying some of the stuff that he's saying and not expect the feedback that he's getting. Like, But it is. It's all a publicity stunt. He's a celebrity, too. On the plus side this week, (laughs) getting away from all these other people, somebody new making the headlines, uh, and it was just the other week, actually. uh, A young Canadian golfer, 17-year-old Brooke Henderson, a Canadian girl, won uh, her first LPGA event. Uh, She actually ended up getting her LPGA tour card, so she's going to be a full member next year and be able to do that one uh the tournament by eight shots she's the third youngest person to ever win on the lpga circuit and just great canadian girl really classy 
and uh, representing Canada well on the international stage. It's nice stage. to see. You don't, there's not a lot of Canadian golfers that tend to make headlines for winning stuff like this. And no, good for her. And she's so young. Exactly. Oh. She's got a, they say she's Long one of the best up and coming golfers that uh, we've maybe ever seen in Canada. And can't wait to see where Brooke Henderson ends up. That basically wraps things up for episode three thanks for hanging out with us once again it was a lot of fun yeah it was a good one it was a bit of a um roller coaster of emotions for us this time with um everything that's been happening but it was a good learning curve for us and it was um, we hope you enjoyed the um the segment here um let us know what you thought about us um you can tweet us out brady night one And um, Kay Gelman for myself, we also have in the news Facebook page. We always are wanting feedback. Um, Yeah. Always great to hear from you. And don't forget that you can find the podcast. We'll, of course, post the link on Facebook. Also, in the news, yqr.blogspot.ca. And you can also find us on iTunes. But that will do it for us this time around. Thanks again for listening. I'm Brady Knight. And I'm Kaylee Gelman. Thanks, guys, and have a good one.